My name is Andrew Oliveros, and this is And Andrew, a Washington Commanders and Wizards podcast. Today, I'll be giving my reaction to the Commanders' 20-17 win against the New England Patriots on the road in Foxborough. It's the first time Washington has beat the New England Patriots in Foxborough since 1996. That is a long time. I was freaking not even alive. I was, if you want to technically count age, I was negative four. I was born in 2000. So I'm just going to reiterate what I've been saying. Sam Howell is our guy the commander's franchise quarterback, the future, whatever you want to call it, just know Sam Howe is going to be in Washington for a long time. Hopefully the front office, whoever's in the front office in the future doesn't screw it up because the commanders have found their guy in Sam Howe. And actually before the commanders game, a report came out by senior NFL insider from The Athletic, Diana Rossini. Um, She's a phenomenal reporter and she knows her stuff. Uh, The report said, there is a strong belief in the building that the Commanders found their franchise QB in Sam Howe, and now it's about building for 2024. When I saw this report, I was not surprised, to be honest. Um, Week after week, Sam Howe, he impresses, and he has been consistent at it. As for building for the future, those two trades of Montez Sweat and Chase Young were very telling that some sort of change will happen to the way the team is structured moving forward. Like I've talked about before, The Commanders have so many holes with different positions on the team, whether it's offensive line, secondary, whether you're talking about defensive backs. Yes, we've got Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice. we got the young guys, Emmanuel Forbes, who I'm going to be talking about later in this podcast, Uh, Percy Butler. we got young guys, but they need development. And also, the Commanders are also going to have a lot of cap room um, that they can bring in some free agents. Because before the Commanders... When they were the football team and, the, and then the Redskins, they were not very um, a very attractive spot to come to with all of Dan Snyder's crap. So uh, finally, Washington is trying to build for the future, build with draft picks, build with bringing, trying to bring in free agents. And um, Montez Sweat and Chase Young were just costing too much money. So it is what it is. I wish the best for those guys. Um, but moving back to Sam Howe, Howe had yet another great performance this time against the New England Patriots. He recorded over 300 passing yards and threw one touchdown, and that one touchdown was a very, very impressive throw right on the money to Jahan Dotson, and Howe also recorded 14 passing first downs. 14, and the Commanders recorded a total of 23 first downs, 14 of those because of Sam Howe. And also, not only that, Sam Howe also had one rush that I believe it was for like 25, 26 yards that led to a uh, first down. So very impressive performance by... Uh, Sam Howe. And I know some fans are still not sold on Sam Howe, but based off what I've seen, I see franchise quarterback and a guy that can win you football games. And all I ask uh, to my listeners, if you don't believe in Sam Howe, that's okay. I understand he's only played in like nine, 10 games now, right? But just continue to watch Sam Howe play and see what he does, because I bet you he will not disappoint. And before we move on from Sam Howe uh, and get on to Emmanuel Forbes and the defense, I want to talk about what Jonathan Allen had to say after the Patriots win um, and talking about Sam Howe and his performance and how he's been playing for the for the commanders. He said, how is the future? Let me say that one more time. Jonathan Allen, a captain for the commanders football team. And he is whenever he talks, he is talking no BS. He's straight up with the media. He's straight up to whoever he's talking with. He said, how is the future? And he will be Washington's QB for the next decade. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So now I'd like to talk about rookie cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. He was quite impressive, actually. Uh, The rookie was clamping his receiver opponents. He had two pass deflections, 
One of them, almost an interception. I was a little disappointed he didn't get it. It was right in his hands. I will say, though, the guy, the wide receiver was on his back and was kind of like, he almost it could have been like an offensive pass interference. But, of course, the refs didn't call it. The refs were absolutely terrible. No excuses for the mistakes that the commanders made, but the refs were not helping out at all. They were making some really bad calls. And uh, I'm actually going to get into one of the calls that they made later in the podcast, which um, I lost it a little bit when, uh, when this uh, certain penalty was recorded that was absolutely not what the refs were saying but going back to the Emmanuel Forbes yes you might say two pass deflections it doesn't sound like a lot but watching Forbes for the Patriots offense I felt like I was always seeing him make an impact on a play I always kept seeing his name on the screen you know um and also this is something that Forbes has not typically or really at all been doing this season for Washington and I actually thought it was pretty interesting a couple days before the game Emmanuel Forbes went on to Instagram and he put a post on a story and he was saying that he's back, which I thought was kind of interesting um, because after what he has shown, he's not back. But maybe he was talking about this upcoming game against the Patriots, but I'm not really sure what he was thinking there because he has, before the Patriots game, he had shown nothing. Yes, he had that one interception early in the season, but except from that, he has just been getting cooked and cooked and cooked game after game. So saying that he's back, I was like, oh, I don't know. Let me see what you do against the Patriots. And yeah, you might say, oh yeah, it was against the Patriots. It's a get-back game. The Patriots offense is not great, so of course he's going to look good. Um, But overall, I'm just happy to see that Forbes played well for once. Um, We'll see if he's up to the challenge against the Seahawks with DJ Metcalf. I am very scared if he's going up against DJ Metcalf. That guy is like freaking 6'5", all muscle. This man is is huge. He's almost like an A.J. Brown type of wide receiver. Um, and A.J. Brown has cooked Emmanuel Forbes both times. The first time for sure. I don't know if Emmanuel, if Emmanuel Forbes played in the second game against the Eagles, but um, I think he played a little bit. But, yeah, I'm very scared about if he goes up against D.J. Metcalf. And then there's also Tyler Lockett. I would prefer Emmanuel. I would prefer Kendall Fuller on D.J. Metcalf and then put, if you got have to put Emmanuel Forbes on Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, he's no chump. He's very good as well. Emmanuel Forbes just does not go up against big, uh, tall receivers. So we'll see how that plays out. Now I'd like to move on to my two underrated players of the game for the Commanders versus the Patriots. And my first underrated player of the game goes to Antonio Gibson, running back. And man, was I impressed with Antonio Gibson. I felt like he just wasn't really being used well in the past, especially last season. He really kind of had a down year, I felt. Um, he wasn't really getting much in- involvement in the offense. I feel like that kind of goes to towards the bad coaching from Scott Turner, the former offensive coordinator for the Commanders. Um, he's had a couple good games this year, but this was actually one of my favorite performances that I saw out of him. So he only had 34 rushing yards, but he also had five catches for 42 receiving yards. Uh, I really like what Gibson did with the ball in his hands. He ran with power, and I really like how Eric Bieniemy used Antonio Gibson in the screen game. Gibson would make the most of it. He would record large chunks of receiving yards, so he would record 10 receiving yards here, 9 receiving yards there. Um, So I was just very ecstatic and very happy about that. And then my second underrated player of the game for the Commanders versus the Patriots is wide receiver Byron Pringle. Uh, He played in Kansas City from 2019 to 2021. Uh, he did only have 55 receiving yards, but he had a great catch on a, like, it was an insane play. Uh, Sam Howell was running out of the pocket. It looked like the play was dead, but then he just threw it across the field, and Byron Pringle was right there to catch it for 26 yards. Um, and also, I felt like I kept hearing Pringle's name during the game. He, I felt like I just kept seeing him make a play when it mattered. So now I'd like to talk about the very 
bad call that the refs made against KJ Henry. They called him for roughing the passer when he obviously just sacked the guy. So Mac Jones had the ball in his hands. Uh, KJ Henry rushed towards Mac Jones and sacked him. Uh, Mac Jones didn't even throw the ball, right? And it was just a, a normal sack. And then I see flags going. I'm like, oh, it's probably like on the on the Patriots offense. No. They called it on freaking KJ Henry for roughing the passer when it was a sack. I mean, I love the game of football. It's my favorite sport to watch. I like to play it myself too sometimes. But I feel like with all these penalties, I don't even know. I, I'm just in a loss of words. I can't even think of words that I want to say. I feel like we're losing what football is supposed to be. I understand that the NFL is trying to be safe, right? I totally get it, right? But I feel like these these penalties and, and all these kind of things and these rules that they're putting in and all that kind of thing, like, yes, again, I get about the safety, but I feel like they're taking away from the game of football, you know? Like, yes, I get it. If you hit the guy in the face, if you uh, tackle him or sack him when he's already thrown the ball out, roughing the passer, okay, I get that, right? Or if it's a vicious tackle or a vicious sack and it's like super harmful. But in this situation, it was just a normal sack. Normal. He didn't like toss him to the ground. He just tackled him like a regular, like a like a regular play, right? And it was just a normal sack. And the refs are saying it's roughing the passer. Like, come on, man. Like, it makes no sense to me. I, I will say it again and again and again. I am all for safety in the NFL and protecting our players, right? Because there have just been so many issues with playing football, CTE, all the all the above. So many issues, right? But that's just a play. That was just a regular football play. You're going to call it a roughing the passer play? I'm just a loss of words, and it's just very disappointing to see. So hopefully the NFL can get their stuff together. They probably won't because they're playing, in a, in a way, they're playing scared because they just don't want to get sued later on with all the injuries that these players get when they become older and things like that. But come on, man. Like, we're taking away from the game of football. So it is what it is. My name is Andrew Oliveros. This is And Andrew, a Washington Commanders and Wizards podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening in today. You can catch me on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I hope you guys have a phenomenal rest of your day. Go Commanders. We're going up against the Seahawks. I'm a little worried about how the Commanders will do against the Seahawks in Seattle. They have an amazing fan base and game day experience. So I think Sam Howell will be up to the challenge, but just hopefully everyone else can come and buy in and, uh, and do something special and get a second straight win for the Washington Commanders. Peace out. Thank you, guys.